Remember more, improve your focus, and multitask better. Hum is a brain sharpener that helps you do all three. Hum's wearable boosts your working memory and will be available in late 2021. Sign up to be notified when Hum launches and to learn more about the science behind Hum at thinkhum.com. That's thinkhumm.com. Hum is designed for healthy adults and should not be used if you're pregnant, have cognitive impairment, implanted devices, or a history of seizures. The Hum patch is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. To learn more, go to thinkhum.com. Welcome to the Sherlux Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week I'm joined by Lou Half and Polly Sayer. It's the fashion team. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, what has everybody been watching, listening to? What have you got to recommend? Polly. So I watched a film at the weekend that I'd really recommend. It's called I Care A Lot, which um, is a film that Rosamund Pike stars in and she won a Golden Globe for um, Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. Um, and I was just really, really impressed with it. I haven't watched many films of over the past year for obvious reasons or uh, many that I was a fan of, I guess. And we, we tried watching Nomadland a couple of weekends ago. And I just like couldn't really get into it. But this one I absolutely loved. It's about a woman called Marla who is appointed um, legal guardian um, of elderly people who are deemed not able to look after themselves or their finances anymore. She defrauds those elderly vulnerable people of their money, sells off their houses, takes the kind of that as like her profit and... Uh, but yeah she's she's a bad person and she then gets into a situation with a another older person um, who happens to be connected to um, gangsters so it's a situation where the gangster wants to get her and then she wants to get the gangsters and stuff so it's baddies against baddies and it's a really interesting premise and dynamic between the two where you kind of you root for both sides a little bit at each at different points through the film so um, I really enjoyed that aspect and it was darkly funny it's it's obviously sad at times because it's a reflection of the system in America that definitely has some loopholes but I just found it really really enjoyable it's got you know funny bits it's action and yeah just really really entertaining so watch it on Amazon Prime what nice. did you guys think of her dress for the Golden Globes do you remember from last week the red Ooh, Molly Goddard did you see it it's a very different look for her yeah, yeah very her different with, yeah with the black combat boots a lot yeah, I wouldn't put... Because she's... I saw her on Graham Norton and she's quite like... She comes across quite straight-laced. Like, she's amazing, but she's very, like, quite posh and, like, yeah. you know, well-to-do. I wouldn't... Very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah very. That's mm. the word I'm looking for. Speaking of um, Graham Norton, how amazing was Stanley Tucci? I, I that was last week. I was going to talk about Line of Duty cast this week. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is that Vicky McClure says mate in real life, like as much as she does in Line of Duty. Superintendent Ted Hastings just is not fit for Graham Norton. He was just so out of place. I Aww. thought you were going to say he's not fit. I was like, no, I didn't need I didn't need him on Graham Norton to tell me that. No. I don't know. I think there's something about him in Line of Duty, though. Like, I, I no. can see why. No, He's Polly. not fit, but he's just kind of like a bit like, no, well, yeah, no, no. The, the gaffer. No, like, he's a bit of a sad sap, I think, in, in no. that show. I think he starts out a bit like that, but then it's all just a bit tragic, his, yeah. his sad little life. I don't know. I'm I sad little like life, Jane. The, the clientele on Graham, there's definitely a couple where you're like, you've only got this booking because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, like the vast majority of them at the moment. It's so upsetting. <laughs> so, I like, have never heard of half the people these days. Yeah. yeah isn't it? But that Stanley Tucci film, I literally cannot wait to watch. Oh, you mean the one with um, Colin Firth? 
yeah, it looks absolutely incredible. Uh, yes. That's definitely on my list. I think, I think it looks right on street. Very yeah, gentle. it's on Amazon yeah. Prime now. And I just love those two actors so much. And I just think they're going to have the best chemistry. I loved his stories about them, like, working together and cooking together. And it was all very romantic, wasn't it? <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> uh, Lou, have you got anything new to recommend? So nothing new, because I know you spoke about this last week, but I finally watched the Billie Eilish documentary, which I absolutely loved. I've never, I didn't actually know a huge amount about her previous to watching it. And just, it's such a fascinating take on her like ridiculous rise to fame and but also just how grounded she is and how I didn't realize that her family are literally like the core to her and her success and are still very much by her side and I love that like they still live in their family house despite the probably billions of billions and billions of dollars that they now have um and I loved the bit about Justin Bieber yes I mean she is a mega fan isn't she absolute super fan and again it just it just shows the kind of like all teenage girls are kind of the same yeah it's so true Luke, do you remember when we were at Gail Rinkoff's house in like 2018 and she was yeah. styling the voice kids and we were yeah. like who are they into and she said Billie Eilish and we looked her up yeah. on Instagram and she had like 300,000 followers and she was just this like grungy child yes um, oh my god yeah. I do and it was like so gothic and we were just like oh yeah okay this is not what and... we expected we thought it would be like a Ariana Grande vibes yeah but I just think she's like such an amazing inspiration for her generation and obviously the things that she speaks about are very dark but she's just really honest and really true and I and I think that's just really inspiring and, and just such a good role model I think for for girls of her age and younger to look up to amazing yeah so probably need to watch it it's so good mm. yeah I, I do think she's super cool actually I, I mm. must watch that well I was very excited last week because the bold type which I absolutely love and has been on Amazon Prime for a while a few years um finally launched on Netflix along with season four which they've been holding hostage from UK audiences it never dropped on Amazon it was on like hey you or I don't know some other platform that we couldn't get here um and now it's all on Netflix along with season four so I was able to catch up I can't even remember when season three came out but it, I think it was quite a long time it was definitely pre-covid it was quite a while ago um for those who don't know I mean I've definitely talked about it on the podcast before it's a tv show about three girls who work for a magazine in New York and it's basically just like everything that you would hope for. It's like, it's like a budget Devil Wears Prada. Like the, <laughs> the magazine is nowhere near as glamorous, but like that's the vibe. Like they're supposed it's to work. It's a sex this, magazine, like... isn't it? No, it's a fashion really? magazine. I watched a bit of the first one on the weekend and the what the vibe I got that it was like a sex, it was kind of like a Cosmo in the I think the, it's like, like a 90s. Cosmo. Yeah, so a lot of it like feels really dated, like particularly the fashion, which I'll come on to. But, I don't know, I think the reason that it's good is because they deal with loads of really topical issues. Like I think that's how they get away with it being really dated and really like everything about the magazine life is just like so stereotypical. But they actually deal with loads of really important issues like LGBT and like issues and, and relationships that they kind of delve into. And one of the girls ends up like, you know, going on this kind of breast cancer journey. That's not a spoiler because it's not exactly that, if that makes sense. But you know, she basically there are lots of kind of relevant topical issues for young women in there. Um, plus kind of all the fun of these three girls kind of bopping about New York. And I don't know, I put a thing on my Insta this weekend being like, I'm really, I don't understand why the fashion in this show like doesn't upset me more like it's so bad you guys like <laughs> it's so bad like no one this girl this main this girl Sutton is supposed to be the fashion assistant and like 
no one who has ever worked in fashion has ever worn these clothes. It's not like she's got like individual taste. Like you just wears, it's like naughty's clothes. It's so bad, but <laughs> if there's still something, there's something so likable about these characters. They've got such good female friendships and it's just like really fun and really silly and like what I would have loved when I was a teenager mm. and still love now. I was really excited to watch it because I remember you mentioning it, Charlotte, um, the first time you watched it. So I was like, oh, okay, this sounds good. But as I said, I only watched the first one, but it just felt so dated. It was like, this girl's got to write an article on how to have the best orgasm and she's never had an orgasm. And, oh, yeah. and another girl gets like stopped at customs because she's got loads of dildos. And, yeah. I don't know. And then one of the girls is is um, dating one of the, the male members of the board and like yeah. he called her and was like, what kind of underwear are you wearing? And I don't know. I was just like, this <laughs> oh, is just God. so dated that it's... it just, it, I, I don't know. I wasn't. There's a lot of thrilled to watch the next one yeah well there's a lot of cliches like that but then it is kind of offset as I say by this by this other stuff that is quite fun but yeah there's quite a lot of that if I'm honest <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite a lot but anyway it's fun escapism if you're looking for something to just binge that is really mindless and and kind of girly and silly then I, I, I think you'd both enjoy it I recommend okay. it um, so I also thing, listened to on the weekend was Daisy May Cooper's Happy Place with Fern Cotton oh I love oh, I didn't know she'd done that on Sunday evening, I decided to have like a proper clear out of my wardrobe and like refold everything. And I've got a really big bag of things that need to go to charity. And I was like, oh, I just need something just to like zone into whilst I'm doing this. So I listened to um, her on the podcast and I loved it so much. It was just, you know, when you can just completely zone out with listening to a podcast and you just feel like you're listening to like in on two girls just having a chat about something and mm. they talked about when they first kind of got into the industry and how, you know, they'd meet big you know celebrities or producers or directors whatever and they'd have meetings and they would just change their personality not even their personality but they'd adapt their um conversations to the way that they thought they wanted them to speak or like you know just basically really people pleasing and it's taken them both like a long time but daisy was saying that since having her daughter she was suddenly like fuck that like if those people don't like me for who I am, then it's like that's that's up to them. That's their prerogative. And she was just like, I'm just going to be me. And and she is probably one of the people on social media that I think literally defines that down to a T. Yeah, I was just thinking, I don't know anyone who's more themselves than no. her. No, and yeah. um, and I would have always thought actually that she was always always just that way and just like this is me, like a little lump it, take a leave it. I don't know. I just I just found it really interesting how she'd gone through that and just what a what a role model again she she is for people to just be themselves and and she studied at RADA and had a really really difficult time and um, said that you know a lot of the um, the tutors and the teachers were, were real bullies and she never stood up for herself and some of the other people around her and she like looking back she really wished that she did and yeah I don't know it's just it was really really interesting to listen to so mm. was she serious on it because I, I don't think I've ever seen her be deadpan yes she was um obviously like she's got her balance along the way mm. but agree like I just can't really think of her as anything else other than Kerry in this country <laughs> but she um no she like there's definitely moments where she is really serious and she really cares about certain things yeah it's, it's really interesting I guess hearing her be that honest and open in a less comic way yeah, so yeah well, definitely worth that. listening did you see her thing on Insta this weekend with her book agent yeah <laughs> yeah that was so funny <laughs> 
for those who haven't seen it, this is um, her, Daisy May Cooper's um, book has shot to um, number two on the Amazon list. Um, it's still only available for pre-order. Um, and there was a story in it about some ex-boyfriend and his wonky cock. And she fought, she had a real fight with her publishers to get this story in the book. And she recorded herself calling her publisher when she found out that it was ranked on the Amazon um, bestseller list and just kind of tearing him down, being like, told you the wonky cock would work, wouldn't it? Anyway, I'm not going to try and paraphrase it. Watch it for yourself, but it's very funny. <laughs> and like the it's subsequent posts about it where the, the publisher brings it out and he's like, for us as a publisher, it's not very funny. <laughs> funny <laughs> I haven't off. seen that. It's so, so good. good. Watch, watch all of them, Charlotte. It's so funny. That's so yeah. funny. Oh, really, what a character. Really Just quickly, one other thing I have to recommend. Um, I'm listening to Elaine Weltroth's autobiography on Audible. For those who don't know, she um, was the editor of Teen Vogue in America um, for a while. And she's now a co-host on The Talk, which is the CBS a kind of loose women equivalent with Sharon Osbourne and um, Amanda Klutz and like a few other kind of well-known women anyway she's a bit of a publishing legend um, in the States she's the one that had that gorgeous doorstop wedding back in May I don't know if you guys remember oh, yes I do she had this incredible they like bedecked their New York townhouse entrance with um, flowers and did a wedding on the street anyway super cool worth a look and I'm just loving her autobiography it's a lot of I'm about halfway through and um, it's basically her memoirs her kind of rise to the top a really interesting look at the experience of very specifically a mixed race girl growing up in the 80s and 90s in America but just a really fresh perspective on race and perspectives and stereotypes that I'd never thought about and she just talked really honestly about her you know her experiences both kind of again in in the publishing world and there's a lot of kind of magazine excitement and romanticism because she really kind of got into to magazines at the time when they were in their complete heyday um, well actually a little after the heyday it was kind of at the end of the recession but anyway you know at the, at the point at which they were still so revered and it's just a really lovely read and she has her parents do some cameos in the Audible version. Um, mm. And I really recommend it for, again, anyone who's interested in, in magazines and publishing. It's really worth a listen. Sounds good. Um, should we talk about some fashion? It's a new season, nearly. Well, it's not quite as much of a new season as we thought it was going to be. It definitely teased us last week, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but how do you guys feel fashion-wise? I know, um, Polly, we both feel like we've lost our heads a bit in terms of what we're interested in fashion-wise. <laughs> but Literally, anything goes. How are you, <laughs> anything goes. Um, but how are you feeling about, um, about spring-summer dressing? Lou, I feel like you probably don't feel the same. But you know what? I don't know yet. I feel like I go in phases where sometimes I am like, oh my God, just get me super dressed up, new clothes, not things I've been staring at for ages, like something more colourful and happy and fresh. And I just want to see everyone dressed up. And I feel like when we are kind of going out, going into the office, people are going to make more of an effort. But then on the same, on the flip side, like, we're still at home. It's still really cold. And I'm just also really like just being comfy. And the thought of really investing in things that you're not sure how much you're going to be wearing and then them just sit in your wardrobe. And for me, like when I buy something, I need to wear it immediately. I can't just buy something and like let it sit there for six months because I just go off it or it, I don't know that like I, that's not why I buy things. So it's hard like I feel like there's lots of like fun new things that are coming into the shops but finding a, a kind of an occasion to wear them is hard right now yeah, yeah. I agree Polly I kind of I feel the same as you do in in certain ways I'm like not quite sure what I want to buy yet because on the one hand I'm really excited and really raring to start wearing some more exciting things but then you're so right like it's cold still and 
we've still got a little while until we can start going out again properly. So I've bought a couple of things that I feel like like my wardrobe needs. Like I bought a pair of um, Naos white ballet flats. um, I love those ones. The the ruched style ones. Yeah, like the leather ones, not the knitted ones. Yeah. Oh, so nice. I'm jealous of those. So excited. Yeah, it was like mm. early birthday present to myself from me. I don't know. I'm really trying to consider buying things that I like. I know I'm going to w- wear a lot um, yeah. if I am going to buy them. And that's a nice kind of, yeah, a spring shoe that's not like super sandally yet. But um, and you'll I wear that. I think that's, yeah. like, that's like a really good example of something that you can wear. It feels like it's springy and is mm. going to like inject a bit of life into like an, yeah. an outfit if you want the same thing. But I feel like there are so many pieces that are out there that are great but you just can't wear them Mm. now I know I really want to be wearing like pretty dresses and like I don't know I think you can but it's just like we've still got a few weeks haven't we until it starts getting warm enough to do it but I don't know I think there's no harm in you know buying the odd thing here and there if you if you are the kind of person that um can buy something and wait to wear it Mm. um, I was thinking the other day that all of those people that say that they dress for themselves not other people what a lie <laughs> yeah. because because people definitely do, what do no you but but because like the fact that like no one's getting dressed up to like be at home and like not be on a zoom like it's we want to get dressed up to be in front of people and to to yeah. celebrate those looks like with other people and them to appreciate it and things like that so I don't know. I've been um yeah. I've been thinking about my birthday so next week like I really want to wear something fun but then like the more I think about it I'm just like what's the point like I'm literally gonna be at so- home with, with so Matt many people and, like, said no- to me Oh, have you bought something new for your birthday? I'm like, what, to sit at the kitchen table with Ben? No, no, I have not, yeah. But then, but isn't that so funny? Because then if you were then out, like, seeing your friends, you totally would buy something new. Oh, yeah, but I would never, I would never claim that I only, well, no, I dress for myself in that the clothes I wear are clothes that I love. I don't dress, I don't get dressed thinking, what will other people think of these? No, no, no. But I definitely, yeah, I definitely wouldn't bother putting on nice clothes because I just want to be comfortable from at home. <laughs> Hence why yeah. I got changed for like six seconds to do an Instagram live today <laughs> and I'm back in back in jackies yeah. with holes in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't I don't mean that you're dressing to for what other people want you to see and I mean that you're dressing for them to appreciate the yeah, effort 100%. that you've made. I was browsing one of the rental sites last night and I saw so many beautiful dresses and I really nearly was I was like, oh I'll just rent a dress for next week. Because, like, whatever. Like, I haven't spent any money and that'll be fun. And then it just, again, it just felt like such a waste. But there was an unreal Sister Jane dress, which I haven't seen before. And it's blue gingham. And it's got huge sleeves and this enormous collar. And you know when you see something, you're like, that's just so fun. And so, like, that's all I want to wear this week. But then literally all I'm doing is sitting here this week. By the time the podcast comes out, this shoot will have gone live. But last week we did a COVID secure shoot um, with three of us and Poppy and Winnie. And we all wore um, some fabulous dresses from some of our favourite British dress bands. And the morning of that shoot, when I put on the dress I was wearing, which was a Meadows dress, I literally just felt so happy and inspired mm. and it's like just I don't know that that feeling that you get when you when you put on a great outfit and you feel so much better and I think yeah. all of us had that I guess that the change of going like dresses for me is something well I don't I don't wear a dress that regularly anyway but was such a change from mm. what we've been living in for the last couple of months so and we we shot it um around London and I think just 
seeing that like bright colors and the shapes against everyone else that was walking around just in you know jeans and a jumper it was like I don't know just it really just shows doesn't it the the power of dressing and how much it can lift your mood Mm. but I guess you just want it we want that but we want a a reason to to have to wear it properly this year has really given me an opportunity to to really hone in on my style I think because you're no longer shopping because you are going out for dinner on Saturday night and you need something to wear or because you're going you know to an event and you want something new like every purchase is so much more considered now because Mm. kind of you have the space and time to think about it rather than kind of needing that Mm. instant gratification that I feel like I've thought so much more over the past year about what it is I want to wear what it is I want to look like and feel a lot better about my wardrobe for that Mm. yeah I hadn't Um, actually thought of it like that at all but you're so right I wonder if it's like taking the social aspect out of it and not feeling like fuck I better buy something for this weekend mm. And also I wonder if everyone's just thinking a bit more like sustainably at this point and trying to think like, you know, what do I really love and what will I keep in my wardrobe for, you know, next year? It's nice to have that space, isn't it? To think. I also feel like obviously not that Instagram, I mean, Instagram has existed before the pandemic, but I feel like people have been spending so much more time on it and, you know, influencers and anyone that sort of has their own style profile and really sort of honing in on what their style and their look and feel is and I think almost seeing others do that as well has made each everyone individually I guess kind of reflect and look at their own outfits and their style Mm. and their wardrobe and, Mm. and think about what they're drawn to in different ways yeah and I also think it's part part of it as well as being stuck in the house and feeling like your covers are overflowing you know everybody's had a wardrobe clear out at some point in the mm-hmm. last year and part of that is yeah feel like stripping it all back and mm-hmm. starting from scratch I think people are buying in bulk so much less than they were yeah. before so and yeah. Charlotte what do you think those findings have been that you've now made I feel like I didn't really get a chance to do it over winter and like my winter fashion my, sorry my winter wardrobe because we've been we were kind of in lockdown for like most of proper winter this year um but summer I feel really gave me that space like I think I kind of always knew that I kind of loved color in summer and I guess I'd never really honed in on what I feel most comfortable in and for me that's being really covered up in really oversized things that are really colorful like that just is how I feel best in summer like we all know I'm trying to keep up with my pasty skin 90% of the time so for me it's you know whether it's um, pajama set snooze she's talking about them again or you know like a really oversized caftan dress or whatever you know I f- just feel like I'm really have a wardrobe filled with summer things that I will actually wear I will no longer buy a strappy dress because I literally cannot fix out my own back or you know whatever it might be yeah there's no kind of great science to it for me but I just think it gave me the space to yeah hone in on what it is that I want to wear every day and it's important that isn't it just to kind of take a step back and be like okay yeah no I really love that dress and that style but I know if I'm gonna have to wear that I'm gonna have to do this and this and this Mm -hmm. and I'm still gonna feel conscious about that so like don't wear something like that if it's not gonna make you feel Mm. great and you know embrace the things that make you actually feel great and you feel comfortable Mm. and you feel confident in and I guess hone in on those things rather than yeah trying to focus on maybe what doesn't quite work let's talk now about denim Polly you wrote a feature on my possibly my my least favorite topic not topic but the thing I find most stressful in the whole world which is how to find the perfect pair of jeans um for anyone who's ever struggled with this this is the most comprehensive feature I've ever seen on it so do check it out Polly you really nailed this one what were the biggest takeaways from it i spoke to a couple of um, experts for this one um who's louise edgley from the denim brand silver lake and also chloe Culpin from a vintage denim brand called pin denim and they had so many great pieces of advice but i think the biggest one or you know biggest 
couple I would say is one is like really knowing your measurements because you know you can ask a friend or an influencer or whatever what size they're wearing in jeans and because jeans vary so much between brands I think the easiest way to just get it right every time is knowing exactly what your waist measurement is leg length is and that I think to avoid the disappointment of ordering jeans online and sending back repeatedly it's just knowing those things I mean it's not you know a guarantee because obviously these things do vary a bit but I think that seems to be the biggest um takeaway I think and I certainly will be it's so much harder isn't it when especially now the shops are shut and you can't go in and try jeans on in person you're really relying on just a bit of a luck of the draw unless you know um what you're measurements are so yeah. I'd say that's probably like the biggest thing um and also my personal biggest bit of advice would be like to anyone is that you don't need to wash your jeans nearly as often as you think you do like I definitely used to be of the sort of person that would wash their jeans every week like you would a t-shirt or whatever but you just don't need to and I think it also ruins the material if and ages it um the more you wash it so if you want to preserve the life of your jeans then just spot clean them where you can or hand wash them in cold water that would be my I biggest. never wash my jeans I mean, never. That's good. You shouldn't. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Lou's putting a face. Do you not find they didn't get a bit stinky, though? Oh, no, gross. <laughs> Why are you so silly? <laughs> no, I might wash them maybe, like, every six months. Every I six also months, feel that's like so impressive. I mm. need to wash mine to get their shape back. Like, yeah. I, feel I like prefer them to have the stretch. I do. When, they, when they've got their shape back, I'm like... <laughs> one of your points in this poly was go down a size and mm. i remember watching a video was it Camille with um, with alexa chung talking about how yes, they shouldn't be yes comfortable. it was yes exactly yeah. it was exactly that and she was like yeah they really when you first put them on they need to not be comfortable they need to be yeah. so tight on your bum Guys, but they don't have desk jobs. Like, that's all very well for somebody who doesn't have to sit at a desk with a pair of denim, like, up their vagina for the entire day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've all been there where we're standing off at Lou. Remember your letters? Yeah. Oh we had to, like, lie God. down oh for God. most of the day. Like, yeah, there's definitely... We've all been there. I have trousers that are for standing only. Yeah. Or, yeah, for being out and about. And then there's certain ones that if I'm going to be sat that I, I know are right. Mm -hmm. It's good to have what, jeans and, like, really... Yeah jeans that you feel really fit in like mm. I have a pair of white Levi 501s which when I got them um I was like these don't fit they're too tight on me but I persevered with them and now because they've loosened up a bit I just feel really hot in them because they suck <laughs> me in and like push my bum up you uploaded a photo from behind and you had a lacy cami yeah and yeah. your bum looked fantastic. I'm flirting with you again. Your bum looked yes. fantastic. <laughs> Keep it going. They did. They looked amazing. Yeah, yeah I think really I think do. if you if you want to go like good on the bum, then going too small is in favour. Like that's the same with redone as well. I got mm. a pair of them um, in the matches sale and tried them on, and they literally were so tight on my bum. I looked great, but I was like, I know. I'm not going to be able to wear these. Like, mm. I just, I, I felt too uncomfortable in them. So for me, that was a case of what, like, what's more important? And it was the, the comfort around, around everywhere else. Yeah. Rather than <laughs> I think these days, comfort. Which with. I can't see, so. Um, um, Lou, you're not quite Sarah Harris, but you do have a ridiculous amount of jeans. What, did you get rid of any when you had your clear out this weekend? Yeah, I got rid of two, actually. Oh, that's, two. Right. that's not that many. How many have you got now? 35 or something still. Um, yeah, something, something like that, I think. I think I've got, I think I've got about 30. So what do you look for in a great pair of jeans? So I think I know my shape. 
so I cannot wear a high-waisted at all like it's so uncomfortable because I'm very 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 straight so my waist doesn't go in at all so anything that kind of yeah anything that goes in that's really really uncomfortable for me and my bum just basically a high waist basically just makes my bum look so flat and pancakey that I am much better with a sort of a mid or a lower rise Ooh, the low is coming for you yeah exactly <laughs> That's actually much more flattering for my shape. In terms of length, I like a straight leg. That's probably best for me. But I like a straight that's maybe a little bit um, narrower around the thigh. Um, but then I hate it when it's tight, definitely around the um, around your calf. So like a skinny, a skinnier shape, but then it's slightly looser around the calf. I think that's really flattering. Um, and I think as well, depending on the shoes that you're wearing, like I love a cropped jean, but I think that also looks ridiculous if you're wearing a flat shoe. So I think cropped is great when you're wearing a boot or if you've got a bit of a heel. But then if you're wearing a flat, I think you need a much a longer jean. And actually longer jeans are very much in right now. So I think bear that in mind as well when you're thinking about buying is, you know, what shoes you're wearing these with. Is it train? Is it a run around? Is it a sandal? And then I think then the length will kind of um time with that yeah agreed where's your favorite place to buy jeans on the high street a really great arquette um i think they're about 59 pounds and they've got really good like a really substantial <laughs> weight of the denim it's it's got a stretch but it's not gonna it's not gonna um go loose at the knee so it's got to have like enough thickness to it um in terms of designer i love mother that's another one like you said polly where i got a the size was like the size probably below what I would normally wear. And I was like, oh my God, these are too tight. But then actually they're definitely the jeans that fit me the best now. Frame, uh, always love and A-Gold as well are so good for like, there's the, the, the A-Gold Parker. If you're looking for a sort of a straight boyfriend jean, something just really relaxed. Um, they've got great, really good washes. You are looking for um, a new pair of jeans and you don't know where to start, then I implore you to check out um, Polly's Guide. There's also loads of different uh, pairs of jeans to shop now in there too. We also wrote a feature last week on what stylish women are buying for spring. We didn't really boil down to exactly what we're all buying for spring. Maybe I think we should address that now. Um, <laughs> but we did ask some of our favorite influencers and industry personalities what they are uh, looking for for the next season. So this included people like Smith Sisters, Marianne, um, lovely Lindsay Holland, Deborah Rosa, who we love, Dion Davis. I mean, some really cool names in here. So. I want to know. We tried. We tried. I tried this before. I didn't really get an answer out of both of you, so I'm going to try it again. What are you buying for the new season, Polly? You bought your white shoes. Anything else? Bought my white shoes, and I am looking. I I bought that lovely sea blouse. I think blouses, big fun blouses, <gasps> yes, maybe you with did. some prints in. That was really fun. And I've. I know it's. I don't know. If it's particularly spring like, but I really want to wear my white flats with a pair of nice split hem leggings like I keep trying on so many pairs on the high street um and they just don't I've not really found a pair that fit me properly so I think I wonder if I need to just broaden my search a little bit and mm -hmm. um instead of wearing them with like knits and stuff just you know some lighter layers might be quite fun mm -hmm. it's a nice transitional are you looking for a pair that hits the floor or a pair that's like a crop with a split yeah yeah a pair that hits the floor i've seen a really nice norma kamali pair um but they're like sold out pretty much everywhere i've like mm -hmm. registered to be notified about them <laughs> they're like a hundred pounds which is obviously a bit 
like it's you know quite expensive for a pair of leggings but if they're really great and they make you feel really good and you'll wear like a legging you'll you'll wear a lot won't you so i guess it's kind of mm. cost per wear but um Useful. that's kind of what i've got on my on my list at the moment i've just bought a trench which yes. i'm really happy with i've been looking for the perfect color trench for a long time camel is a really hard tone for me to wear and certain levels of beige i just think it's a really tricky color for like my skin tone so um yeah i managed to find one actually on zalando from a brand brand called object and i actually think i'm gonna buy that meadows dress um i think that yeah i think that's the type of thing that i is like a really easy thing to wear and also it's long it's got long sleeves so it doesn't feel too like there's too much skin on show and you need to worry about it being like too hot in order to wear it and like you can wear it with boots you can wear it with sandals you can wear a jumper a cardi on the top so i feel like actually i could get quite a bit of wear out of that and still feel like it's kind of a nice spring addition what about you what about you i bought a pair of jeans that i wanted to look like hayley bieber in but it turns out that hayley bieber doesn't have thighs and a bum so <laughs> i didn't look like hayley bieber in them yeah. um and i know gutted so no i'm trying to be just really really considered about my purchases and i don't know this is yeah a bit of a sustainability worm has kind of crept in to my brain so i'm just trying to be really careful i guess i bought a bra from the amazing alexander clementine which is a really small brand um but they basically make underwear out of seaweed extract um and every i sound like i've gone like full eco warrior i just saw it and thought it was cool but i will buy normal bras <laughs> um and normal clothes but um yeah they're a really cool small business like every every single bit of their branding is so sustainable like the order comes with a little piece of paper with some kind of information on and it also says this piece of paper contains seeds and if you plant it and water it then the paper will just dissipate and the seeds will grow into whatever that's it was, so mint or something. Oh, it's wow. like so clever. Everything they do is like really that's considered. So and I did treat myself to a Pippa Holt caftan. I can't remember if I talked about this in the podcast or not. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was your hopeful summer it. purchase, wasn't it? This was, yeah, as, as I said, last summer, I bought something like the very beginning of lockdown and was like, fingers crossed I'll wear this this summer and it did work so I've done the same with a Pippa Holt caftan which I've been wanting for longer than I can remember um, and I'm very excited to wear let's just finish by giving a shout out to the new Needle and Thread collection this is by no means sponsored by them but we ran a feature for them last week on some of their gorgeous new pretty dresses Holly I kept meaning to say to you last week all of those dresses that you wore for by of the day last week were just heaven so stunning i had such a nice time trying them on actually another occasion where you're like god i can't wait to wear some nice clothes again i think my favorite one was that blue kind of square neckline one yeah, with the so like ruffles and florals it's just so, so nice cool and like so extra but like oh i'm like just can't wait to wear stuff like that again <laughs> those dresses have got such good skirts as well there's so mm. much volume and shape to them they're amazing yeah yeah. there there was the one also probably with that was strapless the pink that it comes in gingham. blue as well but it's yeah it's slightly gingham it's kind of like a subtle gingham isn't it mm, and it's yeah. oh it's so pretty yeah it's so pretty it comes in like a skirt as well so if you don't want to commit to like a full you know strapless um gown but like yeah that subtle gingham oh it's just so so pretty it felt kind of like a prom dress but in like a grown-up mm. sort of sophisticated way i just yeah yeah they do such gorgeous dresses um and all the, time, all, the and all the prints now. as well they look quite zimmerman inspired as well um they mm. just look i think if you are i feel like previously needle and thread used to be it was much more like ornate and quite sequiny and like much more mm. sort of fairy tale dresses where i feel like now there's way more cause sort of casual options things you can wear on holiday mm. so like really like the perfect occasion where dress mm. shop 
sort of depending on how yeah. smart you want to go and yeah. also lovely knitwear as well at the moment I love all those mm. pastel colored cardies and it feels very spring-like and warm mm. and lovely doesn't it to have a look at their latest collection and do have a look at the feature that ran last week on the site I think that's it for today thank you so much both if you enjoyed that please do email podcast at we love hearing from you don't forget also to rate review subscribe and tell your friends Bye bye